0: Hi, I'm Sonia Jean Killebrew, and this is Black America and COVID, an oral history project. I started this project during Black History Month of 2022 because I wanted to provide a platform for Black Americans to share their stories about living, working, and or going to school during the COVID-19 pandemic. I also wanted to provide a space for people to memorialize someone who is a Black American who sadly lost their life during the COVID-19 pandemic. I was inspired by the work of Zora Neale Hurston, author and anthropologist, to record the experiences of Black Americans in their own voices. My goal is to get my recordings into museums such as the Smithsonian Museum of African American History and Culture, or the Schomburg, or the Library of Congress's Folklife Museum. I'll share a little bit about me and my family history, and then I'll speak to my guests. I'm a Black American. My dad was African American and Indigenous American. His ancestors were enslaved in Georgia. In fact, we still have our family slave name, which is Kilbrew. My dad, Dr. Terence Kilbrew, met my mom in graduate school at the New School in New York when they were both earning their master's degrees in psychology. And I'm a fourth generation teacher. So my mother is a retired New York City teacher, my grandmother was a teacher on the island of Jamaica for 20 years, and then in New York for 20 years. My great-grandmother was a teacher in Jamaica up until she got married. She was the daughter of an Irish woman and a black man. She stopped working after she got married because it wasn't considered respectable for a married woman to continue working in the late 1800s. And ironically, my mother began teaching long after she got married in the late 1900s. So, without further ado, I'm excited to speak with my guest today.
1: I'm Shelly Ann, or Shelly for short, and I'm from upstate New York. I'm from Rochester. And um, where I live currently is Shanghai, China.
0: I love that. And we met in Shanghai. We did. Yeah. <laughs> and do you identify as Black or African American, or what is? How do you identify?
1: I identify as Black, um, definitely one hundred percent Black and uh, Caribbean. My parents are from Jamaica. Um, but yeah, Black Caribbean American.
0: Oh, I forgot about that. My mom is from Jamaica. We probably yep, talked about do this. that. Yeah. <laughs> and- yes. And what's your ancestry? Well, you just said your mom is your parents are from Jamaica.
1: Yeah, so right out of St. Catherine Parish. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's it. it.
0: So I'm I'm so excited to hear you describe life living in Shanghai in 2020 Mm -hmm. and 2021. I've been following your Instagram posts about you cooking at home and watching Netflix. So how about we take it or maybe start in 2019 since or do you want to try what the winter was like there in 2019? Yeah, the winter was interesting.
1: Um I'll be honest, like I had bought a pack of masks and I'm normally not one of those people who buys masks, but I said, you know, I'm gonna just buy these. I don't wanna get sick. I'm taking the uh, Metro back and forth. And so, um, and a lot more, cause I had moved apartments and I was living a bit closer to downtown because my school is located like way out in the suburbs. Um, And so I was fine, you know, November, no problem. December, I was going back and forth. Do I stay? Do I go? And at the last minute I decided, you know what, I'm going to sign on. I'm going to stay one more year. A week later, I got very, very sick like the sickest I've ever been in my life. Like it started off with me waking up very nauseous. And then all of a sudden, like I went out to brunch and I wasn't really into it. I felt a bit better. And then by 6 p.m. I was like, yo, I gotta go home. And I just like passed out on my couch for four hours and I woke up like sweating, not feeling well, went back to sleep all the way till 10 a.m. The next day, cold, sweat, fever, all this stuff. Once the doctor um, on Monday and he was like, um, you have the flu and I'm seeing a lot of people coming in here with this flu. I really don't understand why people don't want to take flu shots. And I said, Oh, okay, well fine. He's like, take these antivirals. I know you're going on a trip because I had a trip planned to Switzerland that Saturday, but he was like, you know, you should be okay to fly, just stay at home. Stayed at home the whole week. Definitely didn't feel well, slept a lot, headaches, fevers, chills, all that stuff. I did make it to Switzerland, but I lost my voice a couple days in advance. So this was Christmas time, 2019. Now we're fast forwarding to 2020. I recover. I'm fine. And on my birthday, January 23rd is when they closed Wuhan. So Wuhan city was completely closed. Um, They had detected this virus variant and the numbers were going up Um, over the past, or sorry, not past, but over that week, numbers kept climbing, kept climbing. And I said, you know what, I'm gonna leave. Um, So I went to the Middle East. I had been living there from 2016 to 2018. And so I was there for a good two and a half weeks, actually bouncing around various countries as more of China as pretty much closing down. I returned in mid-February to Shanghai of 2020, and um, pretty much Shanghai was all right. We had to wear a mask everywhere. We were required to stay at home. There were more people coming in from abroad because a lot of people were like, I'm going to leave. But then the numbers kept climbing overseas. They're like, I'm going to come back. And so as of early March, they had these centralized quarantine hotels. So if you were overseas and returned to China or your first time in China, you had to spend two weeks in these hotels to recover and maybe not recover, but just to make sure you weren't positive for the virus. And then on March 29th or March 28th, they closed the borders completely. So, um, and that's pretty much been in of 2020. And then Wuhan recovered by that July. Um, More of the cities were okay. And then it was just wearing your mask and showing a green coat to enter various establishments. That was the protocol. Showing you said showing
0: a a green coat, like yeah. So on
1: your so um on your phone there's like this program everyone has to have called Alipay and with it it's of the ability to pay for things and also your like identification. So they added a function where there's a green code and it's a trace code to make sure number one, that you're negative, And then number two, that you could enter establishments and travel. If your code is yellow, that means you've probably been in some area where there's been cases. And then if your code's red, it might mean a, you're positive or B, you were definitely in close proximity to someone who was positive. So.
0: Oh, wow. That's very high tech. Wow! very. (laughs) So that was in the summer of 2020 when cities were opening up again? Yep the life was coming back to
1: normal. Mm -hmm.
0: So then it worked so everything was back to normal in 2021 with people going to work and
1: Yeah, 2021 for the most part was fine. It was continued movement, not overseas, um, just pretty much domestic travel. People were going to work, people were going to schools. I forgot to add that schools in Shanghai reopened in April, the end of April of 2020 for like high school and then middle school, elementary, early May, and then all the preschools, kindergarten, early um, primary, elementary opened in June. Of 2020. But there was pretty much life was normal. Um, I know the protocol for me was at my school, we had to show that same green code I just spoke about, and we had to um, do a temperature check. So, and then every week there's another trace code. And so the second trace code shows you where you've been in China. So if you have visited an area that's considered medium risk, because there's a case or two, or even high risk, then it shows up on your code. So um, if your code is clear, you're all right. But if not, then you might have to stay at home, depending on the rules of your district. So
0: how many days do they ask you to quarantine here in New York? First, it was 10 days, then it was five days.
1: Yeah. Like if you are from a high risk area, you have to quarantine for 14 days. Mm -hmm. Anyone that comes from overseas, it's a 14 day hotel quarantine at your expense. It's about 60 to $90 um, each day. And that does include three meals. It does include testing and it does include um, I pretty much someone to drop off and do those things for you. Um, And then you have to do an additional week at home. Now that's Shanghai. Other cities are more stringent where maybe you have to do a month, two weeks central, two weeks at home. And so it really just depends. But that's the Shanghai protocol.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. And so during that time when people were at home, were students going to school online?
1: Um, We had complete remote learning. Um, Everything was online from February 2020 to that April, May, June point of 2020. And then 2021, everyone was back in session from pretty much August of 2020 to June of 2021. It was a normal school year for, I would say, the majority of the country. So.
0: Oh, wow. That was like in Long Long Island, as you know, separate from New York City. So Long Island was Mm -hmm. back to school in September 2021, just like you guys. Yeah. And so now in 2022, I um, I saw on your Instagram post that there's a new uh, lockdown. Yes.
1: So these, um, lockdowns have started since 2021 in different cities, the city of Xi'an was on lockdown for a month at the end of 2021. Um, and then Shanghai actually parts of it were on lockdown at the end of 2021. So as we know, the Omicron variant is very contagious. Mm
0: -hmm. China
1: has a zero COVID policy and it doesn't matter what variant, what virus, that's how it's going to work. And so, um, pretty much I had a friend who was at a different school and she She was locked into her school um, on a Wednesday evening, and they were told everyone has to take two tests. And when the results come back, you could go home. So then they were able to then go home at 11 p.m. that night when everyone tested back negative. So that was a Wednesday. It was early. um, This is now 2022, early January. And then um, that Friday, they were told no one's going home. Everyone will be locked in. Um, we have some dormitories nearby that are set up and everyone's going to have to stay there for the next 72 hours. So she had to then get her book bag or her bag, whatever she's bringing and live at this dormitory while they tested everyone again, twice and wait for those results. And so this I'm bringing up is because it's called a two plus 12 system. And I was in it myself in March So the two plus 12 means someone doesn't matter who was in close contact to a positive case. So because of that, everyone has to be tested. So your entire building or your school has to be tested. If everyone tests negative after two NAT tests where they do the nose and they do the throat, Um, so two tests within 48 hours and you're free to go, but you're what's called a closed loop system. So you can only go to work and you could only go home. And if you really need to go to the grocery store, but it's not advised because delivery is everywhere. So you go home, you go to work, no public transportation. You're only supposed to be walking or taking a bike or taking your like e-scooter or e-bike and maybe the, um, Ubers or DDs, what they're called here. Um, so pretty much, um, yeah, my friend was locked into her school. There were other schools that were getting on lockdown for extended periods of time, extended days. And then, um, in March, they finally told our school, Hey, it's your time. Don't tell the students yet. We're trying to get something set up and everyone will have to be tested. Um, In the end, it didn't happen. They worked out something with the Shanghai CDC and we had to come back on Saturday and everyone had to be tested instead. So this was March 10th, almost over a month ago. Then on that Monday, or sorry, the Sunday, they announced everyone's going remote. Everyone online learning in Shanghai, the cases are getting too high. I had some coworkers that were already on lockdown from early March because they were in close proximity to positive cases linked to a shopping mall in their area, and then the numbers are steadily, steadily climbing. So this is March 10th, and then finally, on like March 25th, they make the announcement, okay, this side of the city, you're going on lockdown. So this side of the city, everyone's on lockdown. You'll do it for four days. Everyone will be tested in those four days twice, and then we're going to free you, then the other side of the city, starting April first, you're going to be on lockdown.
0: That's um, so smart. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh no, go no. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of when um, in New York they said they did that to stop the spread, and it's such a, a smart way to stop it from even spreading. Like you just stay at home.
1: Yeah, that's it everyone and you have to stay at home. There's no like, oh well, I could no. <laughs> like uh, you have to stay. There's no one out here like I like there's looking out my window. There's usually some cars or people or at least some drivers. There's nothing out here. The only cars you see are police vehicles. I do see some like non-police vehicles, but you have to have a special permit to travel. And so you have to apply to that from the government and I don't see them quite often. And then pretty much delivery drivers because there are a few stores that are open but otherwise everyone's at home and so people have been um, on the other side of the river they've been on this lockdown since the 27th of april so we're getting into you know week three and then on my side of the river we're going on day 17 so um, that's pretty much it
0: the river is the Bund, right? The Bund?
1: Yeah. yeah. So beyond the Bund, like um crossing that river and going into the Pudong side, they've been on lockdown since March 27th. And then I'm on the Pushi side, like the Bund and everything over west. And we've been in lockdown since April 1st.
0: So do you order yeah. groceries or did you already have groceries?
1: Yeah, I had some, I'm the type of person who I'm always grabbing a couple things while I'm at the grocery store. Oh, this is on clearance. Okay. I'll pick that up or I'm going to get some extra tomatoes and beans. Okay. So I was all right. Now, did I have everything I need? No, but I was good to make a good five meals. Um, And I did go to the grocery store beforehand because I tried to get delivery and we noticed, hey, the delivery stores were like grayed out on the delivering apps, meaning that they were completely swamped. Um, And you had to wake up at 6 a.m., try again, and it wouldn't work for a lot of people because they were just that busy and people consistently pressing the button, trying, 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 and not being able to order anything. So I went to a grocery store up near me, but you could already see a lot of things were missing. A lot of the vegetables were missing, a lot of the fruits um a lot of the meat. So there were some things that were left over that I was able to grab but otherwise it was starting to look a bit sad that end of march. Um and then I just ordered a bunch of takeout dishes with the idea of okay I'll eat takeout and then I'll start eating all this other groceries I purchased after the takeout's done. Right. Which is what I did. Um. Currently the state of affairs is yes, there are some grocery stores open, but either a, you have to be up very early to order them or very late at night. Maybe they start taking orders at midnight mm-hmm. or B you have to do a group buy where you have to buy 30 sets of something and then they'll bring over a van to deliver it to you. Um. But that isn't really successful in my building because I'm in a small standalone building, not a thousand plus person compound. So mm-hmm. Yeah. We've tried and we've been successful in a few, but not a lot. And then thirdly, the government, they bring rations every few days.
0: Oh, what do they bring?
1: It depends on your district and it depends on your neighborhood. Um, The first ration bag we got was seven chicken wings, a bag of like fish um, called Hartail. And then we got this big green vegetable called the celtus. It's like celery and maybe kale had a baby. So you can eat the green top and then you could have like the green celery middle. And we got um, three potatoes and I think we got onion and something else and celery, and that was in. And then the subsequent bags have been carrots, ginger, garlic, and rice, and um, then some kind of like beef. Um, but the consensus has been, it's not great. So I kind of passed on those, but I got the carrots and ginger and garlic. Cause I love those. So
0: it sounds yeah. delicious. Um, yeah. When I came back to New York, I was telling people that American Chinese food is not authentic. Um, yeah. so people, if anyone's listening, it's like, you're not eating like General Shao's chicken there. It doesn't even <laughs> exist, right?
1: Nope. Yeah. It doesn't exist at all. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh wow! I was so excited. I saw on your Instagram you had the the pink Oreos. Are they cherry blossom Oreos?
1: Yes. So they like their Oreos here. It's formulated so it's not as sweet as like American Oreos, and they have all kinds of different flavors. So they have like a spring edition that comes out every year, and yeah, this spring it was cherry bos- blossom and pomelo and a pomelo was like a fruit. It's like a grapefruit and orange mixed together. So you get a bit of tanginess, but it's not too tangy. Um, and it's still sweet. And then there's another flavor that's a grape flavor. And then also, um, it's like grape and I want to say like green tea or something. Oh. Um, so those are, those are the two flavors right now of, um, or sorry, no, it's grape, and then it's cherry blossom. So it's a grape cracker or cookie part, and then the cream is cherry blossom. That sounds yeah. delicious. Yeah, so I had some of those. They were good. The pomelo cherry blossom ones were quite good. Last year, they did cherry blossom and, like, the matcha green tea, and that was also really good. Yeah, so, um, yeah, this, I had some snacks also, so a bit of a snack and that's it. And that's all you can do.
0: <laughs> oh, I love that. I, I miss that. The specialty, the food that you have in Shanghai that you don't have in New York.
1: Yeah, those things. Yeah.
0: I, I noticed you're watching Bridgerton. I just started. Like, what else have you been watching?
1: <laughs> so I've been watching Bridgerton um, Ultimatum. I'm like,
0: oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, I need to start that
1: you do it's a crazy show i recommend it um they're definitely in their 20s like you could tell but it's it's very eye-opening so <laughs> i recommend um i've also been watching 90- day fiance love 90 day fiance
0: yes. <laughs> all day i've been a fan for years. Yes,
1: years. So I can't wait. New season drops tonight.
0: <laughs> oh, it does. Okay. I'm yep,
1: Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> so can't wait for that. And um, yeah, like movies here and there. um Old 90s sitcoms. Like I've been watching Living Single on Hulu, oh, The Parkers on Netflix. Oh. <laughs> Get back in touch with that yeah and then when I wanted to shut down and not look at a screen then I'm just listening to like YouTube and listening to podcasts and then like just going around and doing like a clean and doing like a Marie Kondo type purge
0: yeah because
1: I'm actually leaving in June sorry July and so just getting everything together
0: are you going back to the Middle East
1: Yes. Um, that's the plan. We'll see. It all depends on the visas. Cause it's crazy. All the, all the paperwork, but, um, yeah. And it's hard because I'm in lockdown. So I can't get a police clearance. Can't do part of the FBI check. Cause they need my fingerprints. And there was a gentleman here who has like a power of attorney to do it. And he got in lockdown the day before we were supposed to meet. So, um, it's kind of putting a damper on things. So oh, we'll see.
0: Yeah, this is making it very complicated. It is.
1: Yeah. Um, you can't receive mail from overseas. Uh, well, you can, but it takes a very long time because they put all the mail and packages in quarantine for two weeks.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then right now they just don't have the manpower. They don't have the infrastructure to get it out to you. Mm-hmm. So we've been advised, don't like, don't receive anything from overseas because it might not get to you. So um, in the event that things don't work out, then I might just be back in the States for a extended period of time or maybe Mexico um, or looking at a different country. Oh, so we'll see.
0: Mexico, I can visit you. Uh, yeah, come visit. Yeah, if I go, we'll see. And so Shelly, I know you're a world traveler. Can you just name all the countries you've been to? Like, and what have you liked about them? Is it a lot? It's too many.
1: It's, it's too many. All right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's are, how I spend money. <laughs> yeah, are either your favorites or the most recent ones?
1: Um, So recently, like before the lockdown happened, because I've been in China from since, you know, February, 2020, I haven't left. Mm-hmm. Um, So I haven't really even traveled domestically. I did when I lived here previously, but this time around, not so much. But in 2019, I went to Western China and loved it. Um, went to like the Gansu region and also in that province they're known for having um, some really great things like one of the longest um, or sorry the end of the Great Wall of China is there Um, they also have like these structures that um, like these carvings that are really nice and then they have the mountains like these colorful mountains the rainbow mountains if you've ever been to Peru it's a similar with these different colored sandstone mountains so I love that. Um, Switzerland was good. That was like my last big trip. And I was there for about nine days and enjoyed it quite well. Um, Saw a lot of the country, got to go on the trains. And the UK is, London is my favorite city. So I was able to go to London. (laughs) Loved it
0: as always.
1: (laughs) Yeah, um, that will always be in my heart. I was actually looking to maybe go leaving here. And but it's just so complicated that I'm just gonna have to wait till Christmas time or something. So I'll go again. <laughs> oh, because
0: of COVID. <laughs>
1: yeah, there's only so many flights leaving Shanghai. And the issue is not everyone could be on the road. So unfortunately what happens is you have to find a driver who has the permit to get you there. And, um, it's, you know, hundreds of dollars. So a trip that used to be $50 to get from one side of the city to the other could be 500, 600 now. So yeah, just because the lack of, of people.
0: <laughs> oh my God. That's like the Uber surge prices.
1: It is. It's crazy. It's oh. so crazy. Yeah.
0: Wow. Is there anything else that you want to share? Like, cause you're, I'm just so excited that you're in China. Like, <laughs> well, Shanghai.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's still China. Um, You know, I just recommend that people still continue to stay safe. Um, COVID isn't going anywhere, unfortunately. So just make sure you are safe in whatever way you need to be um, be grateful. So be grateful. You could step into your car or step outside and you're able to travel around and do things, have your family, Um, because I haven't seen mine in four years. So it will be really good to go back home. Yeah. Um, the plan was I was going to stay in China the summer of 2019 to travel and see some of China. Um, but unfortunately, and then go back in 2020, unfortunately COVID happened. So I haven't been able to go back um yeah and then finally um when things are a bit better just go out and travel go out and see the world make your own memories um and just keep in touch with those you know friends family anyone so
0: yeah i that's right because the a lot of the countries close their borders so i guess the u.s had closed theirs too
1: Yeah. Like I know the U.S. still allows some people, but like under certain conditions, but you're right. They did have closed borders. People I were like, I work with who are from Europe. They're like, oh, well you had open borders. I'm like, no, we didn't. So
0: (laughs) yeah, it feels so long ago now, but yeah, you're right. Wow. It'll be great Uh, to be back. We could like meet up at barbacone again okay. <laughs> no, good and chocolate covered bacon
1: yes oh my gosh i love it oh
0: yes man. love a bacon <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that was so much fun when we went there yes um, yes wow. I really appreciate your time. I was so excited. Like all day I'm like, I'm gonna talk to Shelly. I'm gonna talk to Shelly. Yes. <laughs> Good to see you too, Sonia. <laughs> oh, so thank you. And I just been telling everyone once I'm able to get the recordings into museum, I'd love to have a-, a gathering where we can all meet and talk. I don't know, it might be a year. I don't know how long it'll take, but I
1: will
0: hey. <laughs> I'll definitely let you know. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean a project. Yeah, I say just keep plugging
1: at it, and even if, if it takes a year, at least we get to see the final project. So I'm I'm excited for it. <laughs> Can't Thank wait.
0: You. Thank you for <laughs> your hearing
1: everyone's stories. <laughs> this
0: is so awesome. It's like morning for you, night for me. I just yeah, so all
1: thankful. night. It's a morning.
0: <laughs> well, enjoy your your Sunday, and I'm yeah. gonna go to bed. <laughs> Oh, yes. Thank you for staying up. <laughs> yeah, no, I was so excited. It was like, I don't know. It's like when you get to see like a rock star, because we were in China and I was like, oh, I can't wait to talk to you about it. So yes, <laughs> I was calling all my friends. They're like, okay, when are you going to talk to her? So everyone's going to be listening to your, your conversation, our conversation. Yeah, a great <laughs> conversation. Thank you. All right. Well, have a, a good day. <laughs> yes you too have a good night and yeah we'll talk soon <laughs> definitely bye <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you for listening to my conversation for the oral history project Black America and COVID if you would like to share your story about living working or going to school during the COVID-19 pandemic and you are a Black American then you can email me Or you can message me on Instagram through the Black America and COVID Instagram account. You can also find the spelling of my name in the podcast. And my email is sonyakilleru at gmail.com. There are notes in the show notes of the podcast and how to record a voice note that you can record and email to me to have included in this oral history archive. If you are enjoying the podcast, this project, then if you like it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, then it will give it more visibility and I'll be able to reach more people, which in turn will allow me to interview more people interested in sharing their stories for posterity. Thank you for listening. My name is Sonia Jean Killebrew, and this is Black America and COVID, an oral history project.